Hey, York Alliance. Welcome back to the York Alliance Daily for Thursday, February 8th. Good to be with you one more time this week as we uh, wrap up this podcast week and uh, begin to move into uh, this next section of uh, our new series, Demonstrating the Gospel. Uh, Really looking forward to engaging Ephesians 4 together on uh, Sunday. I really believe that Ephesians 4 is uh, maybe the hinge text in understanding the gifts of the Spirit and why the gifts of the Spirit are important. Not understanding all of the gifts of the Spirit, but understanding why they're important. So really looking forward to diving into that both on Sunday and uh, next week. But for today, I, I want to deal with the specific text that we looked at on uh, on Sunday and one specific aspect of it, and that is the concept of prophecy. So if you remember right, that first verse, which was the verse that sent me on this journey, uh, the elders and I on this journey, um, man, almost 10 years ago now, uh, that first verse is that we should earnestly desire the spiritual gifts, especially the gift of prophecy, that we should earnestly desire it, that, that all of us should seek after the gift of prophecy. And so the question that came to the elders almost 10 years ago and uh, comes to us today via podcast is, what's that mean? And why is that important within the overall body of Christ? As I talked about on Tuesday, the body of Christ is vitally important because of both the gifts and the stuff of the Spirit. God's uh, always operating with us in community, not as individuals. And uh, that's going to become very apparent as we study Ephesians chapter 4 this weekend as well. God's always dealing with the community of faith, not the individual. It doesn't mean that God doesn't love us individually, speak to us individually, and certainly save us and forgive us individually. Of course he does. But he saves us into community, into a body. And that's why the majority of the New Testament is written to the plural you, to the y'all, the um, the, the community of faith. And so as we come together, uh, certain things happen that uh, recognize our communal nature more than our individualistic nature. One of those things, as we talked about Tuesday, is uh, the giving of the gifts and um, the way that the gifts and the stuff of the Spirit kind of work together in the overall. So none of us have all of the gifts all at the same time, but we have access to the stuff of the Spirit because God is very capable of giving us the the stuff um, the, his words uh, it could be messages in uh, in tongues. It could be interpretation of tongues. Could be healing, uh, which is a fascinating gift because it's uh, always found in the plural. And so uh, God's clearly talking about uh, the community being a healing community. That's a whole other podcast for another day. Um, but all of these gifts, both uh, the miraculous gifts and the non miraculous gifts, empowered by the Spirit are given within community for the purposes of the community. And when I say the purposes of the community, I I think we can get tripped up thinking they're given solely for the church. And they're given to the church, but they're given for the church, they're given to the church for the purposes of that community, which is certainly to build up the community of faith, absolutely, but also to reach out in mission to the world around us, that um, we are uh, given the gifts of the Spirit for the purposes that God's called us to, which is um, a 
among other things, to make disciples of all nations, to uh, teach them to obey everything that he's commanded, to baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Uh, this is part of the process of, uh, of what it means to be the church, part of the purpose of, uh, to, of what, what we've been called into. And so because of that purpose, uh, the gifts are given for that purpose. So how does that relate to prophecy? Well, I, I believe prophecy um, can get, be very confusing, and I'm going to uh, be a little simplistic for the um, nature of a podcast. But we tend to think of prophecy as foretelling, meaning uh, telling what is to come in the future. And I would argue that prophecy is better defined as forthtelling or um, telling the heart of God in a situation that may be now, may be in the past, or may be in the future. That um, we hear the voice of God in a way that allows us to transmit the voice of God or the heart of God to a specific person or a group of people um, for, for a specific purpose. And that may have to do with the future, but I would argue that the most of the time that prophecy is not about future telling, but it's rather about hearing the heart of God in a specific situation and then speaking that word. Now, that's closely related also to words of knowledge, which is another way that God will speak to people by giving them a clear awareness of a a specific aspect of someone's life that maybe doesn't even make any sense to us, but it's uh, a way that God's speaking. And as he speaks, it encourages or uh, reassures or affirms that person's uh, either relationship with God, the journey that they're on, something that God's doing in them, etc. We have some incredible stories of that actually within uh, the body of Christ at York Alliance and uh, other stories that I've uh, been a part of or uh, connected to and even read about some just really, really wild ways that God works. The point is this, prophecy is hearing from God in a specific way for a specific situation. And in that way, all of us are to earnestly seek the the gift of the Spirit, especially prophecy, because as we hear the heart of God for a person or for a church or for a community or for a situation, that word edifies, builds us up. Not always, uh, it's not always a positive word. Sometimes those can be challenging words, but they build us up in that they're drawing us closer to God, giving us clarity and helping us to, to more clearly under, understand what it is that God's calling us into. And so that idea of prophecy, not telling the future, but talking about God's perspective or the heart of God on a specific situation, past, present, or future, uh, to, for a specific person, community, or church. That, that is part of why prophecy is such a valuable gift. And part of why Paul says that it's intended for the building up of the body, the edification of the body. That as we hear the voice of God, um, we're encouraged. We are able to uh, to step forward into uh, what God has for us. And in that uh, that simple definition of prophecy, it's important to recognize that uh, there could be prophetic words, but there can also be prophetic actions. There can be times where we step out in faith to do something that expresses the heart of God towards someone. Um, a, a hug that uh, just in a very safe and loving way uh, tells someone that they're loved and accepted. That can be a prophetic action. Um, Giving someone 
a gift of some kind, uh, uh, giving someone uh, an unexpected uh, gift of uh, money or a gift card or a specific tangible need that's being met. That can be a prophetic action. That can be the way that God is meeting that person in their need. And sometimes those things make logical sense to us. We can look at a situation and say, oh man, that that family could use a, a gift card to a grocery store right now or um, that family could uh, really use a, uh, a someone to come in and do some childcare for them so they can uh, get some time away. That family or, or that person could really use a, a, a hug and a word of encouragement. Um, so sometimes we can see those with our eyes. Sometimes we can't. Sometimes God says, do this, and you're like, it doesn't even make any sense. Like, why, why would I want to give this person this thing or give this person this money or uh, act in this way or speak these words to this person? But sometimes God makes that really clear. That's prophecy. That's God saying that uh, there's a specific message that he wants us to either speak or embody to the people around us. So why does Paul say earnestly seek that? Well, I I think it's because it ties back to the reason that Jesus, at the end of his life, seemed to be almost giddy about the fact that he was going to leave and the Holy Spirit was going to come. We're going to talk more about this in a couple weeks, but um, it's it's quite a, a disconnect when we think about the way that we view the Holy Spirit and the way that God views the Holy Spirit, because Jesus was so excited that he would leave and the Holy Spirit would come. And yet for most of us, indwelt by the Spirit, having full access to God himself through the Holy Spirit, we would, if given the option, trade that so that we could spend a half hour with Jesus. We would just like to sit and talk to him. And we want him to be tangible, physical in front of us. And um, because the Holy Spirit isn't, because we're indwelt by a Spirit that we can't see, um, we tend to downplay it, but God didn't. Jesus was so excited. You read the John 14, 15, and 16, the excitement that Jesus has about the fact that the Spirit is going to come and the, this counselor, this other comforter is going to come, the paraclete, to, uh, to come alongside of you. He's, he's like positively excited about this. Even though he's getting ready to go to his death, he's so excited the Holy Spirit would come. That's why prophecy is so important, because when we speak the words of God empowered by the Spirit, we are putting skin on the presence of God in our midst. We are embodying the presence of God with one another. And so by doing that, by by learning to hear God and by taking the risk of saying the thing that doesn't make any sense and um, and doing the action that um, maybe we can see with our eyes, but maybe we can't even see with our eyes as to why it makes sense, we help people to know God is here with us. God is among us. It's not just a feeling at that point. There's a tangible expression, and it's a beautiful way for us to express the presence of God in our midst. So lots more to say about that, but hopefully that's a helpful jumping off point as we move into this uh, this next uh, section of teaching this weekend. Really looking forward to that. Uh, until then, may the grace and peace of Jesus be yours. May you experience his spirit on you, in you, transforming you, and flowing through you to a waiting and watching world. Have a great rest of the day, rest of the weekend, and I will look forward to seeing you on Sunday. Grace and peace to you.